I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Uh, hi, Chris. Hi, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> oh, we just had a good conversation before we started. Um, we did. Just about life and <laughs> this absurd year. I don't even know. Uh, it's the worst. It's the absolute uh, worst. Yeah, but we got some. We got some fun today. So uh, some. Yeah. Uh, Vroom, vroom, right? That's the sound a car makes, I think. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. Go grease lightning. That's all I know about cars. That's the extent of my car knowledge. Oh, I do know that it is week one of our cruising month series. We cruising for a bruising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because I guess we're doing a whole month of road horror movies. Yes. Yeah. We're going on the road. It's a special in-depth expose of uh -huh. life on the road. It's going right. to be pretty informative, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not about the the destination, but the journey. We're just enjoying Indeed. the trip. Indeed. Uh, you know, I know some podcasts are doing a lot of, like, isolation and plague stuff right now, but... Yeah. I feel like we're already living that. So yeah. who wants that? You know? Like and, let's uh, go back and remember a time when we went on road trips. Yeah. I know it's kinda it's kinda hard to remember that because it's it's really yeah. been a while. Uh, although for some of you motherfuckers, uh you're still going on them and I got a bone to pick. Uh how about you don't? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I d I don't care for that. So let's get in our, our uh our pretend automobile mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and take a pretend journey. With mm. these lovely films that we'll be showcasing this month. <laughs> Where nothing bad could ever go wrong. <laughs> I mean, what could happen? You pick up a hitchhiker, it's going to be fun for the whole family. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think. I don't know if it's going to turn out that way. but You guys will share some, some uh, finger fries and some... Uh... Yeah. Some homoerotic subtext, and it'll be a good time. I mean, that's a win-win for me. Yeah. That's yeah. all I want from a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really starting with one of the best in the genre. And uh, also, I would say, the gayest in the subgenre, too, which we'll get into. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a really good time. And I, I think I mentioned, guys, on the, the podcast uh, that I went back and revisited this a couple months ago and just really fell in love with it. And this time around, I think I liked it even more. I think it's a really tight little thriller and... Um, uh, Chris, you said you liked it more this time around too, right? I did. I did. Yeah. I hadn't uh, seen it for about ten years, and uh, this is, I think, only my second time to watch it all the way through. So I was yeah. very impressed this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, good stuff in this one, and we'll we'll get into that. So before we start that, have you watched anything this week that grabbed you? Um, I watched a movie called Beyond Evil. Um, and uh, it stars John Saxon and Linda Day George from Pieces. Um, oh, Pieces. Who does that not scream movie. bastard this time, but I wish that she, that oh, she had. But she we does need to cover get, Pieces sometime. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, please. I'm obsessed oh. with that movie so much. Um, she, she gets possessed by the spirit of 
a female ghost in a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's I don't really know how to describe it because not really much happens. It's kind of dull, uh, but in okay. kind of like a cozy way where it's like, yeah, not much is really happening here, but I'm still going to keep watching. But yeah. it it has John Saxon, and he's really hot. And yes, 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 he is. He has always been fine, and and he, I think he doesn't have a shirt on for about like half of the film, so it's a win. Ooh, okay. And uh, so I it sort of recommend it almost. I can't believe I'm gonna I'm gonna say that, but I sort of do, you know, because life yeah. is tough, and sometimes you just need to watch a film where a ghost shoots green lasers out of her eyes. That's really all you need. I mean, what what more could you need at this point in time? I know. You know, maybe we should call these films pieces films, you know, where there's like yes. little pieces that are good, mm-hmm. even if the whole film is right. uh, maybe not iffy. I've been looking for a, a title for these kind of films, and maybe that'll yeah. stick. We'll I see. like that. Yeah. Bastard yeah. cinema. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> God, where's her Oscar? Right. Oh. Cool. Was that the main one? Uh, yeah, that that was the main one. And then, like, I've been cool. – I'm, I'm almost done with 30 Rock. It's been a journey. Ooh, it's been a yay. journey. Because if you don't know, they apparently pulled some episodes recently. Right. And they were ones that, thankfully, I had already watched. So mm-hmm. I got to see them before they, they were pulled. So I feel very special. You know, <laughs> like, I'm part of a club. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's just – it's it's still a great show, and it makes me laugh. It's just so uh, – it's just an absurd show. It's so absurd. Um, right. I think I have, like, nine episodes left now, I think. Oh, wow. So okay. So you're in the I'm last season like, of a series. Yeah. And I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, I'm about to run out. If I, that, that season has a lot of, like, election year stuff, which is interesting. I think it was, oh. like, during the 2012 election. And uh, it's, oh, wow. it's not bad. It's short for that uh, last season. But it's, it's yeah. pretty decent. Season six, I remember not being super into uh, the Hazel character. I'm like, I don't really know what to do with her. But Hazel's, like, she has potential, but it's like she just kind of creeps me out. Yeah, I don't. It's like she's like she kind of treads that line between oh that's really funny in a creepy way to oh that's just creepy, right? Do you watch Parks and Rec? I've never seen it, and I feel bad about that. Okay, they did something similar there where you know that show also ran for seven seasons, and the sixth season they introduced a character uh, played by Billy Eichner who is kind of similar. Where it's like why just a really strange character that wasn't really adding a lot to the plot, but I don't know. I mean Billy. Um, Eichner, I love because of uh, difficult, difficult people. people. That's a good one. Which I yeah. think that shows yeah. hysterically funny. And yeah. I have like yeah. a weird crush on him. It's very strange. Yes, I don't know why. Yes. He's, he's um, interesting. So I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's interesting. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a character. sex symbol, Kevin. He's, a... <laughs> he's yeah. He's yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I just, he's just not one of those people I've spent a lot of time thinking about. But yeah, he's well, a... I do. Okay, <laughs> I have a shrine that's right behind me right now. <laughs> I respect. I respect you and your choices. And yes, yeah. I I, 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 I think yeah, folks. This is a great time to go watch Thirty Rock if you've never seen it. Um, I think it's one of those shows that never really got the love that it really. It was always a critical favorite. It always won mm-hmm. awards, but it always had a really small. Um, viewership and yeah. 
And uh, I think to some degree that's why they were able to get away with some of the things they did. Because I kind of think so too. Yeah. Yeah. It took several years for people to be like, oh, there's some stuff in here that was kind of, depending how you look at it, either boundary pushing or, you know, going too far. Right. And um, uh, there was also some weird stuff. I don't, I don't, uh, uh, this is off topic kind of, but you know, uh, right before season six started, where Tracy uh, Morgan went on this mm-hmm. big, like rampage. Do you remember this? He he, he did this big stand up routine where he was oh. kind of saying like if he had a gay son he would kill him and it was just this weird thing. So then oh, they kind of write Yeah. They kind of write that into the story at the beginning of season six with the Idiots or People Two episode. Oh right, yeah. But then it ends up being really weird because at the end of it, like, they do that thing where it's like, well, I guess both parties are guilty here. And it's like, no, actually, it's just the person saying the shit. Like, (laughs) I think that's always sort of the problem with um, the way – look, I love Tina Fey, but the way she approaches some of these issues on the show. Like, she tries to do them in a smart way, Mm -hmm. but it ends up being like, okay, well, everybody needs to chill out. And I I think – I, on some some level, I appreciate that, but on another level, right. I think it goes a little too far, and it's like some people are clearly at fault here, and we need to acknowledge that. And I think that's why, particularly one of the blackface episodes, I think kind of tries to do that as well. Um, I can I, see I, that. And, yeah. and it, a, a, it's kind of bizarre that the show did blackface more, even more than once here. I know. I, even it's once. not just like one thing. It's like, well, yeah. we have to pull three episodes, right? Like, and this wasn't like the 1980s, <laughs> folks. This was like. Two, <laughs> like the 2000s like yeah like and like they were trying to make a point with it and yeah like i guess that means something but at the same time it's like the imagery is still you know so rooted in right um so many bad things that i just you should have known better you know and the weird thing is that one of the blackface episodes has oprah in it and it's like she signed on to do this episode knowing knowing this was was here like that's interesting i'm of the opinion that whatever oprah says we should do is what we should do like i i yeah. just i believe in her i do yeah like, I yeah that's the very liz lemon yeah viewpoint. it actually is yeah i think maybe she rubbed off on me a bit but yeah. i really do believe in that I'm yeah like, yeah oprah said we should exercise more and not eat after 7 p.m sounds right. reasonable like right you know? yeah I love yeah. Oprah. I, I miss her. I miss her show. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I sound like a 65-year-old stay-at-home mom, but I I really yes. do. <laughs> I'll just die if I, I don't her. get that recipe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just die if I don't get to watch Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just die if I don't find out what her favorite things are this week. <laughs> I was just yeah. about to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A blender and a cookbook. <laughs> A subscription to Goop. Oh, my. <laughs> I can get fajazzled. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. And yet Goop is still a thing. Can we discuss mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Oprah's basically gone in the sense that she doesn't have a show. I mean, she has a network, but she's not really mm-hmm. on it that much. And yet Goop is still just around. Yeah. You know, yeah. Doing her weird I thing. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, man. She's, you know. Good actress, though. I like her as an actress. but that And yeah. that's why she confuses me. Because I'm, I'm like, I like you when you act. But then you you speak in <laughs> real life. And I'm like, I don't like you anymore. Right. I don't it's... get it. I, I hate that. Why did they make it so difficult on us to like them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like you have talent. Like, just, I don't know. I get so mad yeah. about that. Yeah, oh. it's Hollywood just it, it seems to turn people into 
monsters to a large maybe, degree too. Maybe it does. So I, yeah. I don't know. It bothers me. Yeah. The the oh. seedy underbelly of it all, and uh, oh, it's very I neon demon. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which. I don't think we'll ever be covering on here, but <laughs> do you like Neon Demon? I don't really like Neon Demon, but it's, I would be curious to rewatch it again okay. because I've yeah. only seen it once and leaving the th- theater, I, I was like amazing music score. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great vibes. You know, it, lo- it yeah. looks great. It's a vibe movie for sure. Yeah. But what, the fuck was that like i don't yeah it's like so it's about like cannibalism to stay young i don't know i was like could we explore like the last like 15 minutes of the film a bit more like maybe cut some of the first half out and like expand the last act a bit right because it it, it was like it was starting to get kind of interesting and then it was just like and we're done Mm -hmm. it's like no no you gotta show one of those movies that has been kind of wiped from my memory so i need to I, yeah mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind go back and revisit either but i just remember yeah. having a not super positive outlook at the time but who I knows things it. have yeah. changed since then so yeah. things have things that was at the be the beginning of the elevated horror movement mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i'm putting on my monocle right now as i say <laughs> that um because i can't just call them horror films they're elevated horror Wait, is, that, um, is that is that chris or is it the monopoly guy i can't tell <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> I write for Medium and uh, and, mm-hmm. and Vox or whatever. I don't know. We're what here with the cast of Clue here things. today, folks. And... <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, that'd be so uh, nice. If only. If clue. only. God. That's a Madeline Kahn, can you hear Mad- me? Oh, God. I wish to commune with the spirit of Madeline Kahn. <laughs> This whole year has just been flames on the side of my face. It's, uh, she it's, um, is the icon of this year. <laughs> she had, she is, yes. Ugh. Oh, I love her so much. Icon of my life, really. I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a Madeline Kahn for every moment in life. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. the beauty of Madeline mm-hmm. Kahn. <laughs> yep. You have I'm tired, Ma- Madeline Kahn. <laughs> You have full flames on the side of my face, Madeline Kahn. Yeah. You have yeah. Um, help. I'm stuck in an elevator, Madeline Kahn, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Uh, the cult classic Mixed Nuts, which no one right. has ever seen. <laughs> the uh, uh, Paper Moon, good. Madeline Kahn, oh, whatever yeah, was going on there. Yeah. Come over uh, and sit next to Trixie with my nice tits or whatever she mm-hmm, says. <laughs> mm-hmm. so she's so good. <laughs> she's She can do anything, man. I love uh, her. She Aww. was, she was, she was a gem. Yeah. Why did she have 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 to leave? And we still have all the Kardashians. Like, can't we make yeah. a trade off? Trade off, right? You know, a Kardashian for a con. That mm-hmm. is, that would be something we need to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched a a ton this week either. Um, I watched at least horror wise, uh, or at least I guess noteworthy horror wise. Um, I watched uh, Death Row Game Show. Have you seen that? the fuck is that kevin it's uh okay <laughs> it's this movie from 1987 um uh, oh. let me read you the plot synopsis here it's uh chuck Toden's the, the host of a game show featuring death row convicts competing in a life or death contest in hopes of cheating the executioner or a very or at the very least winning some nice prizes for their next of kin uh oh. it, it's it's really kind of interesting it's very peculiar and very like non-pc 
kind of dark comedy-esque, kind of in that, like, uh, Angel vibe, I would say, that kind Mm. of sleazy, exploitative fun. I feel like you would like it because I know you like Angel a lot, but it's that kind of vibe throughout. Um, I I wouldn't necessarily call it straight horror. Again, it's more kind of dark comedy, but I like the kind of game show aspect of it all, and it's just, it's interesting. I I don't remember how I even Mm. saw, I feel like someone had just posted about it on, like, Letterboxd or something. It's one of those movies that had just fallen into obscurity, and I was like, okay, this sounds interesting, so I popped it on, and I was like, okay. I appreciate aspects of this just because it was willing to take chances in one of those movies. Yeah. Um, I, I need to watch that then. That actually kind of, kind yeah. of sounds fun. I feel like it'd be up your alley. Um, uh, but yeah, it was interesting. Um, and then the other thing was uh, Bone Tomahawk from 2015. Oh, I still have not seen that. Um, I liked it. Uh, not as gung-ho about it as some people. Uh, uh, it's one of those movies that doesn't really become a horror movie until the last like 30 minutes. And so you have a lot of just kind of walking around and uh westerns aren't really my thing in general but me either yeah yeah, it it seems like a very straight person genre i don't know too many Mm -hmm. queer people that are really into westerns you know i really don't either i think it's because everyone looks dirty and gross and yeah yeah and it's just i don't i used to watch them with my dad a lot and i was always like what is the point of this like they're all the same yeah it's like, well, there's a there's a crazy guy that comes in from out out of town, and he's an outlaw, and it's right. like I don't really care. I just don't, I don't care either. about your yeah. straight boy gun caliber comparing shit. I don't. I just don't. No, me cares? neither. It's and the cast is really good, albeit very white, which I guess you could make the argument was because of the time but uh, i don't know i get a little bit a tired Western of that argument right, yeah. but it has like kurt russell and Dave, david arquette and matthew fox and patrick wilson and uh lily simmons so it, it's a, a pretty good like uh, mix of uh, genre of people there but i don't know um again it just it takes too long to really start heating up for me and it's really kind of an endurance test movie and i think it has some oh, yeah. it has some messaging that I, I like the faculty were like i watch it i'm like what are you actually trying to say here because you're trying to make some points about like <laughs> yeah. relationships with indigenous people at the time but like i don't really know where they come out at the end of it so i don't know i'd be interested mm-hmm. to to speak to um you know a native american person about this movie because i i'm just watching yeah. and i'm like this feels ugh. I don't know. Strange to me. Uh, right. Also, and the biggest problem with the movie is it's over two hours long, and I'm just like, oh, I don't have time it did for that. not need to be anymore. this. It's just not one of those movies that need to be that long. Um, no. But I would recommend it overall, but uh, not something I'm like gung ho gonna you know go to bat for like some people seem to be. So whatever. Yeah. Other than those two, uh, not much. I watched Vampire's Kiss for the first time. That is a oh Nicolas Cage at his craziest fucking crazy and i don't know it's basically just <laughs> nick nick cage being nick cage like you said like I, yeah. I, I, it's like I, i've heard people make the argument that oh actually he was pretty normal until like the the, the um the wicker man remake and i'm like, I'm like mm, have you really? seen vampire's kiss <laughs> because he's fucking crazy or Pe- peggy sue got married when he or got peggy. like this for the entire oh movie? my gosh yeah yeah what the fuck are you doing nick like uh, cal- just... calm down I've just never understood the cult, the cult around him, but it, it's... I guess it's because he's, like, wacky, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the only thing I've really liked him in was leaving Las Vegas, where he's just, like, a de- depressed drunk. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's not as, like, crazy and, like, manic. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything that I'm, like, that's really a depressing into. movie. And, yeah. 
Because most one most things I, I like with him in are movies that I like despite of him being in it. So I'm it's... kind of the same way. I'm like, yeah, this this movie's great. Like it does have yeah. Nicolas Cage, but the rest of it's yeah. really good. He's weirdly attractive in Valley Girl. Like that's the only thing I've seen that he's so, like too. actually attractive in. But oh shit, there was a movie he was in with um uh the girl who played Greta in A Nightmare on Elm Street Five, and it takes place mm-hmm. in New Orleans. I can't remember the name. But I think he's like an artist or something, and he's like really hot in that. Interesting. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like Nick Cage, I didn't know you were hot. Yeah, oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't often get an urge to watch like National Treasure or anything else. So it's a oh, Kevin, you know, know. you do. I <laughs> everybody does. It's on the Disney Plus. Oh God, yeah. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. Actually, I don't. I, I, uh, I, I was know. like, once again, Nicolas Cage, star of a film. I don't – oh, Face Off. I like that because oh, yeah. Travolta is also a ham, and so them playing one another is heaven. Yes. Because that, they're that's both so over sure. the top. Yeah. <laughs> so hammy in that movie. <laughs> that is one of those movies that, like, could have only been made in the 90s. You're watching this and you're oh, like, I know. this is so <laughs> nice. This is so great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Face off. Man, I haven't thought about that one in a while. Okay, yeah. Getting into, uh, I guess, the Hitcher here. Okay. Um, Hitching a ride. uh, Hitching the ride and our uh, uh, Volkswagen... I don't again. I don't know cars. I'm just naming (laughs) off whatever comes to mind. Would we be in a Volkswagen? I think we'd we'd be in, like, a bus. A bus, Like, a really bad, like, green, like, mystery machine bus. Mm, okay, I, I could be down with that. Yeah, that's my dream. I think yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be in a bus like that. Solving... It probably reeks of like pot smoke and like yeah. and uh, solving pop, mysteries pop around the country and wobbling high and yeah, yeah. that yeah. that's the life. Like, did 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 they get paid for that? Because I feel like they should have. I never they they should have. I don't know how they <laughs> made any, any money, money otherwise. Yeah. Did they did they have like a Venmo or something like, like what, <laughs> what, what 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 happened? I'm trying to figure out how they got paid for their very hard work. Yeah. Well, they were incorporated, um, so they at least were they registered with some organization, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they have have to have been then. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I have a lot of questions about this. That was like a company car. They can write off that gas mileage. Do you think they were all just like prostitutes or something, like <laughs> to make money on the side? I wouldn't be super surprised. I would be into a reboot, a gritty reboot. With yeah. That. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Right. Shaggy had to have gotten his name somewhere. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a baptismal name. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Velma, I'm sure, was hot with everyone. You know, she's oh, a, she she takes off those gl- glasses, and she's our, our favorite girl with glasses. Yeah, <laughs> she's in she's in business. <laughs> yep. Okay, yeah, I don't have much to say to set the scene here, folks. You know, by the '80s, right? What Ronald Reagan, Reaganomics, greed is good, <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Madonna. Say no to, yeah, it's say no to drugs, but do a lot of coke. That's but do a lot of coke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. New wave music, um, the AIDS epidemic, of course, uh, uh, the Berlin Wall falling. Uh, that's the eighties. <laughs> Are we yeah. up to speed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's our documentary. <laughs> that's yeah, our, that's our C- CNN doc about the eighties. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now streaming. You don't have to watch that like seven part series. We'll, we Be just told like, you everything you need to know. There was Reagan. There was AIDS. There was uh, new wave music and Madonna. Right. You've seen the eighties. Bye. Like that. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, 
uh, the Iran Contra, the, the it's the end of the world as we know. And I would walk five hundred miles, and I would, you know, it's what else? Like a virgin, yes. Like a virgin. <laughs> Could have been so beautiful. Yeah, Tiffany, yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Tiffany, a, a lot of a lot of girls who like to play in shopping malls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, shopping malls. Yeah, Tiffany, Debbie. Gibson, Gibson, people like mm-hmm. that, you know. Gem and the holograms. Wonderful, and, uh, yes. Uh, the Hitcher, here we go. Uh, directed by Robert Harmon, who had also directed Nowhere to Run. Or actually, I think that was after this. And, of course, Wes Craven presents They from 2002 oh. or whatever it was. Um, and, I've got uh, some thoughts about that later. i got some I, thoughts. I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in forever. but Me either. Uh, the film was written by Eric Red, who... Has an interesting little career here. He was the co-writer of Near Dark. Um, he was the writer-director of Body Parts, Bad Moon, and 100 Feet. Um, Bad Moon's an interesting little werewolf flick. I'm not like God, in love with it, forever. but it has some uh, yeah, kind of interesting things there. Also, like <laughs> some weird kind of connected shit with him. Like in I think 2000, he was apparently in this weird car crash where he crashed into a bar in los angeles and i think a couple people died and then afterward he like tried to slit his throat and commit suicide but it didn't take and they saved his life and it's just like okay but it's just interesting that like he was in this like car uh related disaster experience when he wrote this one of the most iconic you know car thrillers of all time uh which just goes to show like you know the shit can happen when you least expect it and i think he was under the influence too so there's that <laughs> man yeah uh and also interesting the screenplay i guess was um his thesis project when he went to afi conservatory so uh oh. it's, a, it's a good little screenplay for it is a thesis. it's very tight it's very very taut yeah uh taut like a tiger right yeah yes it's, it's very taut very taut, taut. <laughs> i have heard uh, according to my favorite um, information source wikipedia <laughs> that oh. <laughs> the original script went through a lot of uh, edit- editing and changing which is of course isn't uh, of course is very common but i guess there was a lot more gore and violence in this like you actually saw the entire family get slaughtered in their station wagon and uh Shit. i guess they found an eyeball we talked about this earlier they found an eyeball in the fries instead of um the uh finger that they do find Blech. and uh uh, I guess there, the woman being tied, um, Nan being tied between the truck and the pole was more like graphic, and you actually got to saw that, see that, um, and some sex and decapitation. Uh, I would have been interesting, interested to see like you know the original version of the the script and um, how that would have come out. But um, I guess Robert Harmon in particular envisioned this envisioned this as more of like a Hitchcockian thriller, and executives wanted them him to tone down a lot of the violence too. Um, so most of the violence in this is still fairly implied, although there's still some moments in this that uh, there's some stuff. Yeah, they get there, too. Uh, and uh, it, it, what's interesting is that even though they toned down all this violence, like it seems like the, a lot of critics just kind of hated this movie. And I don't entirely oh, know really? why, like Roger Ebert, who he seems to like not like violent things. in general. I was just going to say that I just watched him and Siskel review this on youtube and it is mm-hmm. fucking hilarious yeah yeah like, i don't think they saw the same film no no uh it, 
because yeah, he awarded it zero stars and uh, arguing Come that on, Roger. I, I guess identification of the film's hero with the killer is hollow because the killer has no backstory or motive. I'm like, that's the point of the movie. Oh my God. These people don't (laughs) understand. And Siskel called it like a nauseating thriller and like thinly veiled ripoff of duel. And I'm like, okay, but I like this a lot better than duel. Sorry. (laughs) I do too. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I get that duel kind of, you know, started it all or whatever for Spielberg, but I, I'm not like a big fan of that movie. It's Me okay. Me neither. It's yeah, it's just right. fine. Like it's. Yeah. I think for a TV movie, it's like really yeah. well shot. But like, yeah, but it's otherwise, I'm of... like, yeah. Although one critic did kind of hit the nail on the coffin here, at least the way I see the movie, to some degree. Anyway, he described it as a slasher movie about gay panic. Uh, oh. But I don't. I don't agree with this next part. But he said it, a nasty piece of homophobic ang- angst for the age of AIDS. And we'll get into this because, yes, there is a read of this film that is very homophobic. I don't entirely I buy into that. Don't but see um, that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think there is a strong argument for this movie being a gay panic film up there with things like um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and Fright Night to some degree. So I'm excited to dig into that and we'll to get your opinion on some of that, too. And it'll be fun to get into this. I don't um, talk about that gay stuff. I know. <laughs> no gay like stuff in my horror films. I don't films. like to go there. <laughs> I mean, why they got to rub it in our faces? Right. Why right, they got to right. do that with all that gay stuff? It's I mean, I'm my... fine with it, but just don't rub it in my face. My first amendment right is to speak out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, it, yeah. And we've talked about this before, but I, I you know, I, there are a number of films from the eighties that are, have a lot of queer subtext that I feel like, don't get talked about in that way very much. And I think more and more they're starting to, but right now it's like straight people are just now starting to acknowledge that nightmare on Elm street two is gay. And it's like, yeah, it, I'm like really, it, really like <laughs> it's the gayest now, movie ever. It's gayer than broke back mountain. It's okay? so gay. Like, it's, it's so gay. It is literally the gayest movie I've ever seen in my life. But you know, as what tends to happen with these things is, is now that film has kind of taken on sort of a tokenism thing where straight people are like, "Well, I'm so enlightened because I know about Nightmare on Elm Street two being gay," and I'm like, "Okay, but there's some other gay shit too." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So di- diving in here, um, I guess let's talk about the story and the characters and um, oh, yeah. everything we usually talk about here. Uh, so yeah. we kick off with um, Jim Halsey, played by C. Thomas Howell who is lighting a match and a cigarette, I believe, uh, which there are a lot of cigarettes in this movie. A lot of smoking. That's something I noticed this time. They are constantly lighting matches and uh, cigarettes here. Um, I think if this came out now, it would have to be rated R for smoking and violence because that's like a thing now. I I still don't understand that. Like, is anyone like, oh, my God, this movie's rated PG for smoking and fantasy violence. We can't take (laughs) the kid to it. It's like... I don't think anyone really cares. I don't think so. No, not like, that not that anyone I know shit. anyway. Yeah, that's dumb. I don't get it. Yeah, and the the very beginning, you kind of get the sense that okay, maybe he's a little bit of a like machismo '80s cool guy because you know he's smoking and everything else. But then you you quickly come to realize, nope, he's this uh, <laughs> no, he's a pussy, <laughs> <laughs> kind of wuss. Um, and uh, I, I actually really like C. Thomas Howell in this role. I, um, I do too. Yeah, I, I think they picked a really good like we've talked about like the Twinkie kind of final boy vibe that i'm really into and uh it's 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 just kind of unusual like 
record this. And um, I, I, I believe he is driving from Chicago to San Diego, which is a fucking long drive. It's oh, like 30 hours. I looked that up. Uh, so I, I can kind of understand when he's just kind of dozing off on the roads there on the on the road. I think the opening scene is like so brilliantly shot and like really creepy because like we've all kind of been there in those situations when you're driving like mm-hmm. a long uh, trip like that. I, I I used to live in Virginia when I was in grad school and I would drive back to Illinois and it was like an 11 hour drive. So I'd always drive over, overnight and it would be very similar to this atmosphere where, you know, you're trying to stay, stay awake. You're uh, just kind of not super cognizant of a whole lot that's going on, especially if it starts raining like it does. And then of course, you know, Jim sees this hitchhiker on the side of the road, which of course is the catalyst for the whole film. I, I It's still a very like 70s, 80s thing where you would actually stop and pick up a hitchhiker, right? <laughs> Even yeah, for the 80s, I, I feel like, I don't know if a lot of people would the do 80s this, was but... like pushing it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure some people were like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it was in like the 60s or 70s, maybe it, it would be less of a big deal. But right. even by this point, it was like, you're kind of stupid to do that. Right, right. He does say, like, my mother told me never to do this, and that, that's yeah. a thing. Um, so at least he's self-aware. I'll give right, him that. Right, right. And the titular... John Ryder, um, who is, of course, the hitcher, is, of course, played by the late Rutger Hauer, who just passed away last year, sadly. He did. He is just brilliant in this film. I think this is my favorite thing that I've seen him in. Uh, Just so scary, so intimidating, but also weirdly charming. Like, it's such a hard... sort of sexy. Yeah. Like, he's got a weird presence, because sometimes he's really sexy, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes he sort of looks like ellen degeneres and i'm like i don't know what to do with that i'm like i can't put the two together uh-huh you know um yeah. not that ellen degeneres is not sexy i'm sure to some she is sure um you know yeah, some, but i don't know she's a really bad there, yeah. person so yeah I don't, so you know what i don't care then <laughs> that, that's true that's true we can say whatever we want but uh... <laughs> she's been canceled yeah canceled she's the victim of the cancel culture <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah, like he's just got this vibe that's really fascinating, and I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything else like it. Like it, 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 it's a very original vibe. Yeah, and he was in like Blade Runner and Lady mm-hmm. Hawk and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, after this, mm-hmm. the, the the film. Um, but yeah, this I think is still, if not his most iconic, definitely like up there as one of his most iconic roles. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think. This is where we kind of get into some of the queer reading of this film. I think there are a lot of ways you could interpret Rutger. Um, I, we could just say he's a psycho, uh, you know, a psychopathic drifter, which I think is ultimately probably what was intended. Um, but I think there's also a read that he is a representation of like Jim's repressed queer sexuality in general, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I think we can dig more into that as we go in the film. But there are a couple things that kind of support that in my mind here uh uh i guess there's also you can make an argument that that i I don't really like reads like this but like that with jim like kind of falling asleep on the road that like this is all some kind of weird dream and it's like purgatory and blah 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 blah. i don't i don't buy into that he (laughs) if he woke up at the end and it was a motherfucking dream i would have taken my disc out and just broken it into a thousand pieces yeah yeah Yeah, those are the worst endings 
They are. And they, they still are. do them to this day. They still do. I see mm-hmm. one at least one, once a year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is, is this still happening? Like, <laughs> nobody likes these endings. Yeah, who is supporting these endings? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like I wasn't really on board with the movie, but then they ended it, and it was all a dream. I was like, that's so yeah. cool. I've never seen that before. <laughs> right. I love it. It's like, who are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like, take a seat, Dwight. Right. Um. So it. So the first thing that kind of supports this queer reading is just this whole initial car scene between them. It's just so much sexual tension here. Oh, you the know? tension. Oh, my God. Yeah. It kind of starts with Ryder, like, asking for a cigarette, which, again, a lot of smoking in this film. Um, And you can see them both kind of. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see them both kind of cruising each other, like, glancing at each other, like, looking up and down. Um, And then at one point, Ryder, of course, slams his hand down on Jim's knee. And I just feel the fire in my loins at that moment. (laughs) You bet he does. (laughs) Not the only thing he wants to slam. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jim just continues to get more and more paranoid, of course. Um, and Ryder describes how, like, he had already hitched with a ride with someone else that night, and he cut off the guy's legs and arms and head. Uh, which it, it it's interesting that Ryder seems to be like hitching rides with men for the most part. First mm-hmm. of all, um, because he does say this is a is a man, a man, and also like because this film is. A, and I go, I know this kind of read is a little trite, but whatever, uh, you know, because it's a set during the AIDS epidemic and everything, you know, a lot of men were, you know, uh, losing limbs and, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, due to, you know, the complications of AIDS at the time. Right. And just the way he describes, like, cutting these men into pieces, you know, is you could draw some kind of parallel there, right? With um, if he is a representation I of, I don't necessarily see him as a representation of, like, being gay i see him as a representation of all the fears that come with that you know right. things like yeah. getting getting aids or um uh being uh you know pushed out of your family and you know all those negative mm-hmm. things especially in the 80s um that could happen um if we're doing a queer reading in this film which again i don't know if it was intended but it's still fun to think about here God, uh, so political i know we're getting a little political in here um <laughs> pick, I, that's what, pick up your feet that's deep yeah, yeah, it, it, I just, it, I, I just, I find this film very queer, and I, I guess I'm just, I'm interested why I never see it on any list, like, even, like, specific right. lists that are like, oh, this is, like, a homoerotic film from the 80s, and it'll have, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Nightmare, like we said, and maybe Fright Night, and um, a couple others, but, like, I Lost Boys, I almost maybe. never, I yeah, Lost Boys, and, um, yeah. um, and of course, like, uh, uh, um, uh, the, the Hunger. Um, oh, which that yeah, one, yeah. that one is of course actual queerness. Yeah, that's like legitimate les action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Legitimate um, les. I think people overlook that one a bit because it's like, oh, girls will be girls, you know. And it's like, no, they are like <laughs> legitimately <laughs> they're lesbian. Like, lesbian, bisexual. You know. Well, I there. think Susan Sarandon said that in the original script, the seduction scene was supposed to be played that she was like kind of drunk, and that's why she was sort of taken advantage of by Catherine Deneuve mm. and she and she and she said why would someone have to be drunk to be seduced by Catherine Deneuve <laughs> for real I'm like right oh I mean because I would do it like I would I do it gay yeah. as the day is long and I'm like yeah. Catherine yeah. Deneuve like I would maybe that's that's a fun one we'll have to find it um, I know we were talking about maybe doing some like gay vampire type movies and that might be fun to cover 
Um, that movie is like more style than substance, but like the vampire styles. films I like. I like yeah. all the gay right. ones. Right. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, what what is fascinating also about that scene is that there's like no scoring and um, and I, I love a good score, but I think it's more effective that way too. And you just get the kind of ambient noises of things going on outside and with the construction workers. Which, okay, here's another, like, little queer bit where oh, they stop. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember this where mm-hmm. they stop oh, yeah. and they get pulled over. And, okay, first of all, he asks for a cigarette. Again, the construction worker. Oh, so many this is cigarettes in this movie. cancer so much. This yeah. <laughs> and then he notices Ryder's hand, like, basically in Jim's crotch, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, the road's clear now. Get going, sweethearts. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of a derogatory remark, but at the same time, you know, right. he doesn't look like really like hateful about it. It's just very no. like, okay, you two lovebirds have fun with the rest Crazy of your nights. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Go kind to of your interesting. Seedy motel. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's fascinating. Yeah, um, it's because it, it's not. It's you're right though. It's not a derogatory thing. It's it's yeah. it's just a sort of a pl- playful like, oh, okay, that, that's what you guys are doing. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I will say this, if the film had taken a different direction yeah. and gone into porno land, I think it would be a very successful film too, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, think so. I think they'd be a very attractive couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, then we get, it, things just get gayer and gayer because then we get probably like the most like overtly homosexual scene in this film where he's just kind of running the switchblade up and down Jim's face oh, in God. a very seductive oh. manner, right? Oh. And, uh, like, he is clearly getting off on this, and it seems like Jim is to some degree, even though he's obviously scared for his life, mm-hmm. um, but, like, even the dialogue here is just so gay where he's like, uh, what do you want? And um, writer's all like, I want you to stop me. <laughs> and Jim's, yeah. okay, this this line, okay. <laughs> Jim's like, you got the knife, you'll stick me with it before I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the knife, huh? Is that what you're scared of? And nobody says that. Nobody says, stick me with it. You say, no. like, you'll stab me with it or something stab like that. It, like, Cut me, and, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. unless you're in, like, a production of West Side Story, nobody yeah. says, so you'll stick me with this knife. Like, it's, I'll stick it to you, you oh, dirty jet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just, I just get so many queer vibes from that scene. <laughs> totally, and it's yeah. just like, and, and once again, like you, like you said that that just the ambient noise of the rain and just the way that it's shot too. It's like a very, it's beautifully shot, beautifully yeah. shot, yeah. very sexy and atmos- atmospheric, and it's oh god, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just he keeps running that blade up and down Jim's face, and um, Jim's like, I'll do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Ryder says, um, you know, I want you to stop me and, like, uh, tell me tell me you want to die. And, mm-hmm. again, if you do the queer reading here, it's like he is sort of telling Jim to, you know, push push away these queer thoughts. Like, I want, I want to see you try. Um, and then when he says, you know, tell me you want to die, it's like uh you know given to me because um you know all the negative things that could happen with you know being open about being gay but there's again a lot of like queer undertones there and i'm just Mm -hmm. fascinated by it uh i I think it's also interesting you know we talked about this you know a little bit earlier how you don't really ever get any backstory about writer um no no he's just kind of a thing no he's just kind of this force um so it's kind of I kind of like those killers sometimes because you could interpret it however you want to 
interpret it. And um, yeah, that that's why I think he 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 must have been intended as to be some kind of a almost like metaphysical kind of supernatural threat in some ways. You get that vibe, right? Yeah. Because he does always conveniently show up a lot. Like right right when he's got a good shot at killing someone or planning a piece of evidence or or something, he's always conveniently there. Right. So he's like this boogeyman who just sort of shows up when he wants. Right. And I think there's another read of this film. <laughs> God, you read this film in so many ways, but like where it's like a high tension deal where like this is sort of oh. just Jim manifesting him the whole time. And I don't oh, love those, no. but I, I wouldn't you... like that. No, no, no. Because there's so many logical inconsistencies with that. But yeah. I think that is something you could make with this film to some yeah, degree. Cause it, it's um, like, how would Jim have gotten himself out of the prison exactly, cell of prison. and killed mm-hmm. everybody? It's like, it, it, right. it would be a bit much. Right. Um, uh, but that didn't stop high tension. It did not stop high tension, which I, I do like the movie, but it, it, it I think it works better on a, yeah, and, works better on a the thematic ending. level. Than this. <laughs> yeah. The, but the, the themes though, I think are kind of, I think why I sort of apply some of those to this movie though, because I think the fighting mm-hmm. with the repressed sexuality. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. I think definitely comes through here as well. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and then Jim finally pushes Ryder out of the car and is all excited because he thinks he, he thinks he's now overcome his gay feelings. If you read this as a yeah. film, um, and, and then he's like, "Yay, yay! fuck you, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> but in the words of the very gay Stu Mocker, "But wait, there's more. <laughs> You're gonna love this, baby. It's a scream. <laughs> My mom and dad are gonna be so, so angry." Yeah, there you go. Oh, God. I didn't realize how gay I got in this notes, but, like, there's a lot of gay stuff here. So, uh, Jim keeps driving. He spots a family driving a Volkswagen. And you could read this family (laughs) as, like, the traditional family that he wants someday because he's just kind of waving to those kids. And he's really happy about it. And then, you know, of course, he finds them dead on the road. Or at least the implication Mm -hmm. because blood is, like, seeping from the car. Yeah. Uh, I seem to remember that scene being a lot gorier the first time I saw it. And mm-hmm. watching it last night, I was like, there's no gore. Like, there's just the blood on the shoes. Yeah. And so yes. I started to think, did I compare it to, like, the remake, maybe? And I'm, like, c- confusing them. Because maybe the remake had that scene, but it was gorier. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think the remake, the remake did get more into it. Although... I, I can't remember if it was a family in the remake. It might have just been one guy, actually. Uh, because it's pretty it dark was. here um, with him killing the whole family. But yeah, so much yeah. of the violence in this movie is implied, but it's implied right. in such a smart way that like, you do mm-hmm. remember things being like, gorier the than they actually part, are. Yeah. Because this entire film, I kept thinking, I swear this was gorier. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of a situation where... And I think that's why he was going for like a Hitchcockian angle here because Hitchcock's mm-hmm. films, I think, are kind of that same way too, where like with Psycho, mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of, you know, blood and gore in no. that movie, but like people still remember it, the horrific yeah. scenes. And um, yeah, it, it's it's sort of a testament to him as a filmmaker that he was able to pull this off and people still regard this as, I think most people consider this a horror film, like a horror slash thriller anyway. Um, yeah. And yet there's not a ton of like gore and stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's impressive in his part. Um, uh, So Jim tries to warn the family, but it's no good. And then he finds the blood soaked car. Um, 
And again, it's like, you know, uh, if you read it as the queer reading that the queerness will destroy, you know, the traditional family and um, uh, the sort of personification of his gayness that the writer character has literally killed his dream of having a family in the future and um, interesting uh so jim stops at an abandoned gas station um writer throws some keys at him more cat and mouse antics blah 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 blah. um and then (laughs) he stops at another gas station and then writer comes like hurling up and like blows up this entire entire gas station with a match oh it's nuts a lot of a lot of fire in this movie a lot Mm -hmm. of big explosions um, because it's cleansing, it's cleansing his gay soul. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Thank you for backing <laughs> me up on this. To read into it <laughs> now you're on the. Now you're on the five. Here you go. <laughs> and he also takes a lot of showers, which is he cleansing. Does. Yes. There's a and, cleansing shower scene. Yeah. The only like male nudity in this film is like him. So there's uh, the yeah. only like nudity in general. I mean, if is, it counts, yeah. I mean, yeah, if it counts, least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I see much, but true, true, true. true. Um, and then we meet Nash, who's of course played by Jennifer Jason oh, Lee, one of my favorite actors actresses of all time. I always forget she's in this. I watch it and I'm like, oh too. yeah, you're in this because like she doesn't really do that much. Like it's no. not a great part. I mean, no. she's just kind of a girl who's sort of bored with being a waitress, and so she decides to hitch up <laughs> to this guy <laughs> who is wanted for murder. Yeah, because I guess she's just bored like it like she never really explains like why she's doing this or why she believes him so much right like that's probably my main problem with this is that like i don't really believe that she would do that like she must really be so fucking bored (laughs) (laughs) right which i think i think they're in texas when this is happening i assume yeah 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 and texas is pretty boring so i i can understand that but yeah and i think that's why because her character doesn't get a whole lot to do, it also helps play up Jim as the actual final boy um, mm-hmm. character. Uh, because I think if she was more badass, uh, she would have had to have been the final girl. Like you know, it's like yeah. um, which which is kind of how the the remake is. Like they give you a yeah um, uh, a better character there to the point where mm-hmm. if they would have killed off her, I don't think people would have liked it because the mm-hmm. guy was kind no. of boring in that one. Yeah, so it's he like was boring. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's an interesting balance with these with these films. Um, but yeah, like you said, like Nash is like barely here for Jim's bullshit. You know, uh, she, yeah. she calls the cops on him initially. I do like that bit of dialogue where she's like, <laughs> he, he's just spacing out and she's like, well, my brother Bill is from Mars. We're all from Mars. <laughs> we keep our spaceship out back. So, so what planet are you from? <laughs> just kind of fucking oh, with him because he's clearly not listening. Nash yeah. is a um, comic. And then we get the iconic Jim almost eating a finger scene. Which is just kind of hilarious, but so gross. I screamed when I saw that. Yeah. I was yeah. so disturbed by that. I just, It just comes out of nowhere. I immediately started laughing really hard. I was like, that's so fucking sick. It's, <laughs> it's so gross. Because I love French fries so much. Yeah. And I just, I put myself in his shoes and I was like, if I was eating French fries and I saw a fucking finger, like I would never eat them again. Right. That's yeah. I think that's kind of the thing with this movie too. That even though it is so dark, there is like this weird kind of underlying camp at a couple moments like yeah, that, where it's like it's sort of funny. It's so absurd. You know, it's like just, oh, there's a finger in my fries. Like, <laughs> 
Like, this guy is just having a blast fucking with Jim throughout the whole thing, you know? It's so scary. And I'm just like, how did he get in there so quickly? And, like, where was he? Like, it's just... Right. Ugh. He's everywhere. The mechanics are iffy for sure. Yeah. And then Jim gets arrested by the police, um, Mm -hmm. which... Ugh, fucking gross. Like, did did you notice, like, when they arrest him, like, they put their knee on his uh, neck? And I'm just like, ugh. Uh, so this has always been a thing, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, okay, the, this little bit is kind of interesting. And it, you could just, you could read it as a plot hole, you could read it as a real thing. But, like, it's fascinating that he can't remember the person's name who he, he, who he was supposed to be delivering the car to. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that, too. And then yeah. I was like, well... I have a bad time with people's names too. Well, oh, you know I do. I mean, uh, so like, Sigourney Reaver I and yeah, be yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's. I, but I think if you were to do a high tension read of this film, which I would not recommend, yeah. but if you were, that is one bit of evidence there that he is sort of blocking this repressed memory, perhaps, of stealing this car from someone. Mm. Um, but again, I don't really buy into that read. But it, 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 that's one little bit that I think you could read, where like the reason he doesn't remember who he's supposed to be delivering this car to is because he actually just stole this car and has convinced himself that this happened. But whatever. Uh, we, we have uh, layers. We have it's layers. Onion, we have layers. Onion theater. It's mm-hmm. just layers everywhere. I appreciate that Ryder kills every cop, but he leaves the station dog alive. <laughs> oh, I did love that. I was like, yeah. okay, so maybe he's not a total monster. Yeah, he's not totally unredeemable, right? He, he likes animals, like, so that, that's good. That dog was so cute. Cause he, when he, he was. <laughs> He, sh- he showed up. I was like, oh, hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. Get the baby doggy. Come here. Yeah, just a really so friendly excited. dog. It's, it's, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But then you see him eat, eating that dead guy's neck. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. don't do that, Aww. sweetie. No. We've we got have some treats for you. you. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't what you need to eat. Yeah. Like, when, when, when was the last time you did eat? Like, yeah. Get that dog some <laughs> Scooby Snacks. I know. Were these cops not feeding you the bastards right i'm glad they're dead i'm glad yeah. they're dead. uh and then you know jim has the brilliant idea of taking two cops hostage oh yeah i mean what could go wrong there? what could go wrong really? and like just a couple hours earlier this this kid was crying in his car and here he is taking two yeah. coppers hostage yeah. which is interesting <laughs> yeah. but whatever what and, a uh, difference a day makes yeah 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 and he tries to convince the police captain he's innocent over the radio which, like, okay, you might be innocent to these other crimes, but now you have committed a new crime by yeah, like <laughs> kidnapping these two here. police officers. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what the end goal was there. <laughs> well, he'd been up all night. He didn't have anything. You know, he was just... Yeah. Yeah. He's running on fumes. That, that There is that, yeah. And the scene immediately after, I think, is pretty effective where, like, he's pondering, oh, like, killing, killing himself with a gun. and um, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that kind of plays into the queerness too, you know, with the, mm-hmm. this, the whole, like, I can't deal with this part of myself because of all this. And, you know, I, I'm going to take my own life because of that. And, you know, it's really dark and depressing. Um, and I, I think he plays that scene really well too. I think C. C. Thomas Howell is really effective re- in that moment. You know, I, I will say this. He has the guts to actually show genuine vulnerability. And yeah. a lot of actors cannot do that. A lot For of this sure. is, is, just him screaming crying and just being basically pathetic yeah and i wouldn't be shocked if they 
offered this part to a lot of a lot a lot of guys that turned it down because they couldn't bring themselves to do that. Very true. Very because true. A lot of guys just can't do that. They're like scared to even show any kind of emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love a good emotional Twinkie final boy here. Hell yeah. We're here for it. Let's see. Then he's almost kind of like catatonic when he goes into this cafe. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm fine. This is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> he then, of course, you know, a uh, writer walks in and sits at the booth with him. And he, he's kind of like you know, jolty at first, but then he's kind of just like, he, you know, he pulls out this gun and and the imagery here is interesting too because he's holding the gun mm-hmm. right by his crotch of course yeah and then Ryder reaches under the table and of course puts his fingers right on that gun to pretend like he has one and the phallic yeah. imagery of it all it's just so gay he, uh, he sticks his finger in his hole yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh, i mean come on mm-hmm. like yeah. and then he gets really close like really close. close so which close. you know that's not gay that's like every straight guy does yeah. does that yeah. with, with his bro you know right. all the time of course right <laughs> just and then he's like brain in their ear <laughs> yeah you stroke each other's hair and then uh yeah licking his fingers and rubbing them on jim's face like that's so that's gay. a thing that straight guys do right <laughs> and the way he's like you're a smart kid you'll figure it out (laughs) oh god and then he puts like quarters in his eyes which i I think that's a that's a thing to mark when someone's dead or something right someone's dead yes i don't know what that's really about since he's not dead yet i guess is he trying to say you're a dead man i don't know right or you will be dead i don't know right when you give into your queerness like it will kill you that type of thing Uh, oh yes there we go yeah and then what? Uh, uh, Jim and Nash somehow end up on the same bus. I don't know if that was intentional or that was weird, but uh, he might have yeah, followed her. I, I don't remember. Coincidental. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then the, the cops come and there's that super icky scene right after where they're like uh, trying to look for an excuse to, to shoot him, basically, mm-hmm. which is well, also because very cops t- never do that. No, they're no. Fine, upstanding citizens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do give Nash a tiny bit of motivation here, but it's 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 not much, but it's like. No. She sees the corruption in this in this cop cop force, particularly, yeah. and she's like, "Nope, I'm going to take things into my own hands now." But it's it's a big leap, you know, because yeah, she suddenly like... takes this gun and is defending this person who she <laughs> yeah. just met. Yeah, she's like, I- "I'm going to fight the the corrupt system." I'm right? Like, Since when? <laughs> like, yeah, what? Like... yeah, yeah. I I didn't get this before, but okay. Yeah, it's yeah. A... like it's a good change. Like yeah. I support it, but I yeah. didn't really build up to it. Again, like I said, I think she was just really bored. <laughs> Like, she, she was looking for something. Yeah. And then we get, like, just one of the most insane car chase scenes, like, in all, of oh, all time. Oh, God. Right? It's so well done. And yeah. for some re- reason, I was under the impression, because, you know, I've only seen this once. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking that, that this was, like, a nice kind of small, low-budget kind of a movie, mm-hmm. you know, with, with like, th- th- three or four characters. And then this fucking car chase comes with like a helicopter, right? And I'm like, this is a fucking journey movie. This, it is. this is a huge thing. It's like the never-ending story of yeah. horror films. It's it like is. a quest. Yeah. I'm like, what? Wait, I don't re- remember all this action and <laughs> action, explosions. Yeah. And yeah. 
was like, wait a second. This they, looks like it actually costs. They put some money into this. Big. Yeah. Yeah. And like Robert Harmon had not done a whole lot before this. So it's really impressive mm-hmm. like that he pulled this film off because it Very looks great. So. Yeah. And all these action oh, set pieces terrific. and stuff. And I'm not even like yeah. a huge action person, but like I am I'm not either. really into these scenes and they're mm-hmm. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, because first he takes out the two helicopters, or that's two. That that's coming. First he takes out the two yeah. cop cars, <laughs> yeah. and then the motherfucking helicopter just bursts out of nowhere. It just like rises up from behind them. Yeah, it's like here I am. Here I am. <laughs> so Remember me? Release the kraken, basically. Yeah. It's... I'm like, what else do they have? Like, is like a yeah. SWAT team gonna come, right. come out of the cacti? Like, what, right. what's going on? This is like the OJ Simpson chase here, right? It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it really it's is. so fucking crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had totally forgotten about all of this, and, and I, I was so impressed. It's it's really well done. <laughs> Although that it's it's fucking hilarious because Ryder just like pulls out the gun, take a couple takes a couple shots at this helicopter, oh, and, and just, just like, sends falls. it spiraling down to the ground just like a and couple it's, of it's like a tiny gun it's like a pistol i'm like yeah. i thought m- m- maybe like at least like a shotgun i don't know something yeah. larger scale right to do it but i was like two little shots from a little pistol is that gonna do it i, I don't, don't know much about that i i'm not big into, into the crime world anymore right. i had to i had to give that up it yeah. was just too much on my conscience and so I'm not with it anymore. I haven't shot down a hel- helicopter in a long time, right. but I'm pretty sure that's not how you do it. Right. But and it's and, movie, and you're so. right. Like it does play up the kind of like supernatural aspect that he could even like do right. something like this. Like who is this yeah. guy? You know, it's fascinating. Who knows? It's the, he is like in a sense kind of a, you know, he doesn't have a mask, but like he is kind of one of those yeah. 80s kind of killers like um, yeah. you know, Michael Myers and, you know, Jason, mm-hmm. where like he can just do anything seemingly, you know. Yeah, he just like shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then, it, you know, another cop car just crashes into the wreckage of the helicopter and it, 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 like a lot of cops get wasted in this film, which I'm not really going to yeah. like complain about, but it's it's just like it, there's a lot of uh, cop carnage in here. Cop, Hashtag cop, cop carnage. carnage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, this hotel scene, I think, is also really interesting because Mm -hmm. if this was a normal dude bro horror movie, this is where they would kiss and fuck, but they don't. Like, he touches her face at one point, but that's all that happens. Yeah. And then they just kind of lay there, and it's really kind of fascinating. I was like, thank God. Because if you're putting yourselves into their shoes, would this be the time where you wanted to fuck? I mean, really. Right. Because... Even on, like, a good day, you still have to be in the right mood. And I'm thinking, like, he hasn't changed clothes. He's, like, drenched in blood and, like, soot and dust and all kinds of shit. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to fuck I don't want to fuck that. I mean, right. that's just that, – that just does not sound nice, you know? It's very true. And, to, you know, if you're doing the queer reading, it really plays that up because it's, like, they're not fucking because, I don't know, oh. maybe she's a lesbian and he's gay. You know, who knows? <gasps> she could be a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, her fashion sense is a little – lesbianist yeah you know? yeah yeah lesbian <laughs> lesbian really <laughs> i could see that yeah maybe yeah i'd be into that so that maybe these two queer two queer kids are teaming up to take down the man the straight es- patriarchy escaping right escaping the small town and killing a bunch of cops it's yeah like a gay bonnie and clyde it is yeah <gasps> I, I just i just love this movie even more it's... i think this needs another remake now yeah with, with, yeah. with, with that being less subtext and more you know text text Text, yeah over text yeah yeah Yeah. and then you know you get 
uh, some gym shower scenes, like we said. Um, not a whole lot of nudity, but just enough to keep you invested. Really not enough. It's just yeah. some chest. You know, yeah. if, if if you're into twink chest, it's yeah, very good it's for, a... for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know. um, and, God, how fucking creepy is that scene with Ryder just, like, standing uh, in the shadows of the hotel room? How did he get in there? <laughs> Once again, how I did... mean, what? The, I, like, I'm assuming they locked the fucking door. Because right. they they don't seem stupid. I mean, yeah. and... He couldn't have just climbed through the window because it was right above her. Right. Like, what? How? Yep. Yep. His yeah. little supernatural ass just te- teleporting in. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the kind of, like, high tension, Scary. what the fuckery that I'm like, what is going on here? You know, it's it's like... terrifying. It, it's, uh... It, but it's still so creepy. Yeah. And um, and then it leads to, of course, the, the scene that most people you know, usually cite when they talk about this movie where oh, yeah. Nan is tied up and gagged between two trucks. And, um, Ugh. Oh God, it's awful. Yeah. Okay. And then we get some more queerness because Jim is, he confronts Ryder and he is pretty much literally given a choice between pursuing a straight traditional relationship life with Nan or pursuing mm-hmm. a queer kind of deviant lifestyle with Ryder by allowing him to live. And when given that okay. choice, he ultimately chooses the gay option. <gasps> Um, oh my god you yeah. really are this is very smart i it's, like this, oh, this is, <laughs> thank this you every once in a while i have I a couple never thought of, of a couple this. moments here <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant work <laughs> i don't know why like i just really was vibing with the queerness of this one yeah whereas sometimes i'll watch a movie and someone will be like oh uh, this this and this i'm like i didn't get any of that but okay yeah it's like oh it has a drag queen character yeah i guess it's yeah kind of i guess that's kind of gay. Like okay that. yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i think he ultimately wow you know, chooses to allow Ryder to live, um, which in a sense allows his, any potential relationship he could have had with Nan to be <laughs> severed. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of gay the way writers like squeeze it, squeeze the trigger. And, uh, Oh, I, I know. Yeah. Because it's kind of shot a lot like that first pickup scene. Like it's got like similar, lighting and angles and stuff that's true it's, that's true it's, and, and they're speaking very softly and mm-hmm. it's oh confined space oh, and yeah wow. it's nice i like it yeah yeah um, but then like once she's pulled apart it's like for some reason the transition always feels really weird true because it's like that weird like fade to black yeah i think they... just, it it feels weird yeah, like, they are really we cutting to commercial. Like, like what? What? What's oh yeah, happening? yeah, yeah. They really tried to downplay it, and it's yeah. It it becomes I feel like very. If they just maybe like if they showed like some reaction shots instead. True. And just kind of held on those that might 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 have worked more. Yeah, because apparently so that was the, the scene theory. that the studio had the biggest issue with. Um, so I guess that's why they just kept oh, yeah. trying to find ways to cut it down. It, it it's effective enough, but yeah, I, I would have liked to have I seen just without concept, studio meddling. You know, yeah, yeah. And then okay, the, the last ten minutes I think require some sus- suspension of belief. I mean, so do other parts in the film, mm, but yeah. I, I th- because yeah. okay, he gets taken into the he gets taken in by the cops, but now they're super nice to him and they're like, "Sorry for oh, all yeah. you've been through." And it's like he just held <laughs> cops hostage, and for all they know, yeah. he was working with Ryder. Like they don't know anything about this yeah. kid. It's it's a little absurd. And uh, side note, you know, for any Buffy fans, the the sergeant who is interrogating Ryder is, um, he plays the principal uh, Snyder on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Rutger Hauer was in the Buffy movie, so that's kind of a fun little connection there. I actually read that a lot of these cops were played by 
um, character actors, like famous character actors. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't the, uh, know them all. The, uh, one of the ones in the first uh, police station scene is Gene Davis, who right. is the brother of Brad Davis, who was in Cruising, haha, since it's Cruising Month, <laughs> and was also in Ten to Midnight, which where he uh, he played a serial killer who kills completely in the in the nude, which is uh, something <laughs> I don't think we've seen much of. That's a very memorable film. There really only be <laughs> yeah. because of that, um, because of that, yeah, yeah, as a gimmick, because he has nothing to be ashamed of. That's all I'm going to say. No, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're Mr. Movie Phone, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, give me some trivia Welcome about Movie Phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, a, you, you have a kind of Movie Phone voice, too. You could, you could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> what if I did that now? Just yeah, I, welcome yeah. to Movie Phone. Yeah. What else? What else? Uh, some more gay shit. Jim offers Ryder his hand <laughs> and, like, pulls him in like they're going to kiss, and then he spits on him instead, which is kind of kinky. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in, he's into that. And Degrade then, okay, me, Jimmy... Yeah, to gravy. And then Jimmy Boy <laughs> holds yet another cop hostage. I mean, what it's is like, it with him in this? I mean, my God. What? <sighs> I just don't see how he thinks this is going to go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then strong you get choices. The... Right, right. And then you get to the final climax where, you know, Ryder is... He has somehow acquired a giant shotgun and broken out of this arm- armored police car. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, why not? And I mean, uh, At this point. Yeah. <laughs> And then he comes, like, hurling through the windshield of Jim's car like a fucking oh, bat fucking from crazy. hell. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. scary as shit. I was like, oh, fuck, he's actually going to do that. And then he just does uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he grabs him by the collar like like he's going to pull him in for a kiss or something. And mm-hmm. uh, then I believe Jim just, like, uh, hits the brakes and he goes flying out of the car. And um, what, Jim hits him with the car, right? Yes, it's hit with the yeah. car, and so he's kind of he's kind of down for the count. He's, he's and then I think they yeah. get out of the car, and that's when all and, the gunplay starts, right? The, right, right. Because Jim, I think, goes up to him and like he's like, "Are, are you dead?" And he's just kind of rubbing the gun on him, which again, some phallic imagery there. <laughs> sure, the gun. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ryder, of course, jumps up because you should know it's a horror movie, and it's a horror movie. <laughs> they're never <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> But then, you know, Jim finally, you know, shoots and kills Ryder, which mm-hmm. I, here's and again, this is where you can read this as if you if you go the queer route, is this extremely homophobic or is it kind of liberating? And I'm going to go with the liberating route, because, again, I don't I see Ryder as sort of the embodiment of gayness. I see him as the embodiment mm-hmm. of all the fears that come along with being gay. So, right. By killing him now, hopefully Jim can kind of live some semblance of. A happier life although he has to deal with the fact that nash was killed but um yeah, oh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I i don't know yeah. really what to make of the ending because i mean it, right. in some ways it's the typical like final girl final boy kills the monster and then they kind of breathe for for a bit and then credits roll you know so it's yeah. mm-hmm. it gets to the point like i like that it doesn't really stick around that 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 much once it's you know gotten to the real point but at the same time i'm like what is it saying exactly and i remember siskel and ebert said that they hated it because they felt that at at the end when he kills him he is becoming him and that it was a very sick sick film 
because that's the message of the film is that he's turning into a killer. I'm like, I don't see uh, that at all. Uh, that is such like a, a like what like a wide a wide reaching read. I, I don't I don't I know. I'm like what? Because yeah. to me, it's the exact opposite. Like he is he yeah. has to rid himself of this force, or else this force is going to go on killing other people. So like he that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, he takes it into his own hands and decides he's going to risk his life to um, kill this evil person um, so that he doesn't harm anyone else. And um, exactly. So, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are most of my notes here. Um, I didn't really Same here, split yeah. things up here uh, too much this time. I didn't um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really just really effective road thriller and kind of sensory overload. And it keeps you mm-hmm invested throughout the whole thing and um i think the ending is a little iffy but you know we've talked about these kind of films before where i'm kind of just like whatever like i'm i'm just gonna roll with it i think it yeah it's it's not the most exciting ending in the world but it's you know it it serves a purpose yeah and i think especially with the queer reading it, it it invites some interesting questions there it's like is because depending how you read that it could be either very homophobic or it could be very sort of life affirming and um liberating so yeah, and it's like, is he killing his his gay feelings com- completely, mm-hmm. or is he killing his fear of being himself and being proud and out and gay? Yeah, like that could yeah. be two very different things, right? And I choose to believe the latter, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah, the Hitcher, it's great. It's a, uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, gayer than Christmas. It's beautifully shot. I'm mm-hmm. kind of upset that it's not on Blu-ray because. The DVD tra- transfer that I watched, uh, it looks like it was filtered through like a screen door, and I, I, and the D- the DVD, it's just it's such an abomination because it's like it's one of those early ones, so it's like our special features are interactive menus. Uh. <laughs> it's like, what? That's not a special feature, and scene selections. I'm like, that's not a feature. I'm trying to remember where I watched it. I watched it in HD, oh, but I me. think I, I might have been. What? A... It's in HD. Yeah, HBO Max I think has it in HD. <gasps> uh, what? Uh, let me check Amazon. Shut the front door. Um, and I think there was like a limited edition Blu-ray in like a different region, but yeah, we haven't had one. Yeah, it's like German or something. In, um... I think. Yeah. So we need. So there's an yeah, HD this is print a film. that's floating around that just. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. But yes, folks, if you're looking for a place to watch and you are willing to get HBO Max, which who needs another streaming service? It's it's on there. Um, I'll see if it's anywhere else and post about that here. Uh, um, yes, otherwise, if HBO Max would like to pay us for talking up their service, we'd be more than happy yes, to have your money. Yes, yes yeah. <laughs> we love it so much. We, we would do the commercial without even getting paid. It's more than just TV, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not HBO. just TV. Yeah. Is that the phrase? It, what was the HBO? It's it's not just TV. Oh, it's yeah, HBO it's or something. TV. It's HBO. Well, do we have any overlooked gems today? I have one. Do you have one? I do too because okay. I was just on the Instagram where all the cool kids are. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine on there was talking about a, a little film called Triangle. Oh, which yeah. came out like 10 years ago maybe mm-hmm. and i remember this and i remember loving it i haven't seen it since yeah. but i think i'm still gonna vouch for it because i remember it being good and it's got Mel- melissa george from the amityville horror remake and she's on a boat 
as one is, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like a slasher on there, and it's kind of like Groundhog Day, where like it's like there's time travel. It's very weird. Yes. Um, but I recommend it because I remember it being very good. It's a good one. It's another one that you know kind of uh, straddles that psychological thriller horror yeah. uh, uh, vibe, and it's it's mm-hmm. very successful while with some like sci-fi stuff in there, like you said, and it. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I, it's one of those ones, folks, I wouldn't recommend, like, if you're one of those people that gets really upset when they don't give you all the answers because you oh, yeah, get yeah. a ton there, but it's very um, yeah. effective. And, uh, you got to put on your thinking cap. Yeah, you got to kind of make your own sense of it. And, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, mine is also from 2009, and it is The oh. New Daughter. And um, I have never seen, is that the Kevin Costner one? It is. And uh, yeah, this oh, was okay, another Stacey Ponder recommendation, of course. Uh, the great, oh. the great um, Goody Ponder, of course. And uh, it's, <laughs> it has a lot of good, like dysfunctional family and supernatural kind of folk horror vibes. And I like, I like all that. Uh, there's a lot of shared DNA with like um, The Shining and the Pet Cemetery, or Pet Cemetery, like a lot of like Stephen King kind of vibes. Um, I found it like, affecting and pretty creepy and there's some good like solid creature effects too and it's just strange because you know i never hear people talk about this film like i like no. when when some when when i saw stacy mention it uh, i was like what the hell is that movie <laughs> like i thought i knew no. like every movie from 2009 but uh it's a uh, yeah it's a, a nice little buried gem there so i recommend it I hope this was fun to dig into. I know we had a good time. I hope um, you guys had a good time mm-hmm. listening. And um, we have a whole month of some road horror stuff. This might be the gayest one we cover, but we'll see. Maybe it'll surprise us. And yeah, we'll there find might be some, some other... more gay stuff in there. I mean, the one we're considering doing next week has that's true something of gay interest. There's I would definitely some definite say. queer. Yeah, we're we're starting out with two. I would say classics, and then we get some like interesting yeah. like. We'll see. We we have some options, but like, yeah. uh, well, well, it'll be fun to to dig into. They're they're lesser yeah. known films. Um, two of them are quirkier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think especially these first two are just kind of stone cold classics. And I hope folks uh, mm-hmm. enjoy what we have planned for next week too. We will be announcing that on our uh, social media feeds. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Homos on Haunted Hill. That's the best place to follow us. But also please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at H-O-H-H-8. Ugh, I can't say it. H-O-H-H <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, we'll see you next week. Anything from you, Chris? I'm just going to say, you know, uh, next time you get a hitchhiker, tell him to get an Uber. Good saying. call. Yeah. Wise words. Uber. All right. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>